Welcome to Much More Much Year with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Aunt Imagination production. Everybody, I am here with Hugo and Vig. We're here to talk about their new film, Mr. Limbo, which is a very interesting film. If you go into it not really knowing anything about it, you will be pleasantly confused, I would, I would say. Uh, it is written and directed by Robert Putka. You guys are producers on the film as well, so you obviously loved the story. You loved the, the message and the content of it. How did you guys... How did you come to the film, Vig? Well, for me, it's it's more of almost doing a friend a favor kind of thing. Like, hey, I have a, a script that I wrote with you in mind and putting you and Hugo together. So would you like to do that? And it's like, sure. Why would I say no? So in making sure that it got done, it, there wasn't anything you were going to tell me that I was going to say no to in that situation. So I'm a little bit different. Like I said, I, I Hugo has a different story to tell with it. But yeah, I'm, I'm more ingrained in with... Bobby a little bit more than Hugo per se. Well, you had worked with him before. Oh yeah. We, we both technically worked with him before. Um, I first met Hugo. We were on the set of, of the movie he stars in called we used to know each other. So that's where Hugo and I first met, we had a scene together, but I've known Bobby since 2010 is where I first met him. So, you know, and he's basically put me in a lot of either working crew or on camera with a lot of projects that he's had over the years. Since 2010, 12 years, that's forever and like in movie land. <laughs> right, right. Friendship awesome. And Hugo, how did you come to the film? How did you come to this? I, I made a movie with Bobby uh, called uh, We Used to Know Each Other, and we had a really good time together. So we just wanted to do another one. Uh, that was that was really it. And this was just an idea that he had that I that I liked and I kind of like, you know, motivated him to like write the script and like, you know, to do it, you know. Yeah. So you came to it a little earlier than Big did, it sounds like. Yep. Possibly, yeah. Sounds like with the same level of appreciation and love for the subject matter. As I was watching it, I wrote down, because it reminded me, well, it reminded me initially when you see uh, Hugo's character, Mr. Limbo, with his, with his, uh, oh my God, my, my English went away, with his parachute. Yeah. Right. It reminded me of a short story by Joe Hill called Elevation, huh. where the is is stranded on a cloud but different than that it also for some reason it reminds me of hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy uh risk cutters and ironically five people you meet in heaven which is kind of kind of what i took from it and i don't know that the the message or the exact reasoning for the film is that cut and dry i think it's a little more ambiguous you have your character mr limbo and then you have big's character craig yeah in his bathrobe maybe that's where I got the hitchhikers thing from the bathrobe and you you're just initially you're watching it and you're like what the hell is going on he fell out of a plane he's stranded in the desert wait a minute who's this dude so I don't want to break it down so much to where people don't need to watch the film (laughs) but this is you don't remember who you are you don't remember how you get there Mm -hmm. Um, yeah you don't know where there is really So what do you initially want the, the audience to think or to take from it, would you say? Initially, like as they start watching the film, uh, you know, I want, uh, uh, you know, uh, the characters kind of become like investigators. They're, they, they're trying to figure out also. So the, the audience, the characters are going through what the audience is going through. You know, they're, we're all, we're all playing like detectives and uh, mm-hmm. we're looking our, we're, lo- we're looking at our, 
uh, outfit. We're looking at like props. We're trying to find clues. So it's like, that's kind of like the journey we're inviting the audience to come along with us, you know, uh, just trying to figure out piece by piece, character by character, you know, what the hell is going on. So you want them to, to be as confused and lost. Yeah. As the yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. That's part of it for sure. Yeah, I, I would say initially that definitely will be the case. I mean, then it really opens itself up to an idea where it's just really about life in general and how you just really take all of those things in and really an examination of what you find that's important in life and not having regrets. All, all of those things encompassing is what it really becomes more of. But initially, yeah, you're supposed to not really know what's going on. But ultimately, once the conversations start happening, it opens itself up to, you know, really just enjoying life and, and taking your perspectives and trying to imagine what do you get out of the life that you're living. Right. Right. And I think for a viewer, for an audience member, it's easier to understand uh, Hugo's character or to, to think that you know what's going on. But when Craig enters the scene, wandering around in, in his PJs and bathrobe, you're like, wait, wait. And then, as you said, um, more people begin to appear or to be featured in this desolate, lost place. And it kind of starts to explain itself a little bit. And like you said, Vic, it's about forgiveness and talking things through, even if it's talking yourself through things, coming to realizations. What I thought was uh, very, very interesting and kind of touching is the writer and director, Robert, or Bobby, as you call him, he wrote this when he came out of a really dark place. Yeah. Yes. It was a dark place that came at a time for him that should have been a bright and shining place. It was when his first feature was premiering, something that should have been, you know, overwhelming uh, joy and, and satisfaction. And it, it sent him into this complete spiraling anxiety attack. But when he emerged, he wrote Mr. Limbo. And I think, not to wax poetic, but I think it really just, it came across beautifully, the way it was big. And your, your ensemble as well. That's great to hear. Yeah. It's a very personal piece for Bobby, for sure. And uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's so frustrating when you're trying to like talk about a film like really, without spoiling anything. But I think, like we said, I think his message was delivered. I think it was very clear in the conversations uh, that the characters have in this lost, weird, strange place. But it, it's also funny and it's also weird. So mm -hmm. it's like, it's not like being hammered in your face. Like, here's your moral. Here's what I wanted, wanted you to learn. So how do you bring like a balance? How do you bring that? We want this to be poignant, but we also want it to be funny, I guess, or like quirky. How do you bring it to, to the table like that? Mm -hmm. I would, I would say in, in regards to a lot of that is just really Bobby and how his mind works. And when he's coming with his you know, his dialogue in a lot of cases, he's very specific about what he wants to say. I think I've heard like in certain cases, like Tarantino is very much that way where they're very particular about the words that they're using. So he, he is very much that way, but I would say like when I'm working with him, my part of coming into that is that if he presents something that, let's say if I don't think it's funny or he words something in a way that just doesn't sound real to me, that's the one thing that I know he does a lot of, even, you know, and I'm sure Hugo could attest to this as well. He's very collaborative in that sense that if we need to make the dialogue more realistic, that a lot of times is us. Like we're not going necessarily completely on script, 
Some of it is on script, but then a lot of it is just us making it real to the situation. And if there's a certain few words or a certain jokes that he wants to get through, like those are requirements, but just being able to make that balance where it feels real and it doesn't just feel so overly scripted is how we try to make that balance of it feeling like, you know, it's, it's this, but at the same time, it's funny because that's life. I mean, you have a tragic event and you're making jokes at the funeral. Like that's, that's realistic. For sure. I, you said that and then immediately, like I slingshot back to uh, my grandfather's hospital room, you know, where he's dying. He was at the end of a horrible battle with cancer and we were reminiscing the uncles and my parents and us kids, we were reminiscing, you know, about grandpa and things like that. And we would bust out laughing and then instantly like get quiet again and look over at him. And my grandmother was like, do you think his last moments hearing his family laughing is going to bother him? It, she was like, I can't imagine going out any other way, being surrounded by family, remembering me with joy. So yeah, I see I Oh my God, I got a little, I can see what you're saying, especially with, with the type of subject matter that the film deals with. Like we said earlier, you go into it and you're like, uh, is this a conspiracy theory? Is it an alien abduction? Yeah. Is, is it purgatory? You know, what the hell is going on to know that you did some improvisation with the lines and I could see how you guys could do that. It's like, I, I get what you're trying to say here, but what if we say it? like of this and you just get that great impact that's wonderful yeah he's he's good for trying a lot of lines as well like he'll if there's some punchline that he's looking for there he may do it one way and then he'll say you know try this instead say these few things and like he may take you know five different takes of that one ending piece and then he picks the one that you know he likes the best sometimes he he will pick something that when i see the final cut and i'm like yeah why did you use that one like i liked the other one but i mean ultimately if it's his vision, I mean, it's totally fine, but he's never set and just doing it one way. And that's, I, I've, as far as directors that I've worked with, aside from being his friend, he's definitely one of the better directors that I've worked with that he really knows how to direct people in a lot of ways, or he knows how to talk to me to get the performance out of me that is needed in some cases where I've dealt with other directors where it's just kind of like, well, you just do your thing. And I mean, I may do that, but it's obvious that they don't really have a singular vision and what they want to bring across there. So, you know, a lot of that I put is on him, but he definitely taught me a lot in me dealing with Hugo and things that I took away working with Hugo, where we're delivering lines to each other, but it's like we're having a real conversation. It's not, this is your line. And then this is my line. It's more like we're sinking into the characters and having a real conversation, even though we know what the words are going to be for the most part. Yeah. Bobby has a really specific taste in like performances uh, and he likes the, the conversation to feel very naturalistic. Um, and he writes a lot in the moment, you know, we're like he's right there with us. So sometimes in, in speaking of that balance that you were referencing to, it's like if he feels like a moment is like too serious, he like he, he rewrites it in the moment of like, oh, say this. He tries to like bring he tries to bring some levity. Uh, in the mall. He's just, he's, you know, he's, uh, that's kind of who he is. You know, he's a guy who's like very vulnerable, very quickly with you, but, but also cracks a joke, you know, if it feels like things are getting too serious or too uh, uncomfortable, you know what I mean? Like, so the film is a re reflection of his personality for sure. Well, definitely because in the film, very, there's intense moments and, and you're right. They're just, they're broken up 
humor. So yeah. it's not too heavy yeah. where it could be. It could really be, uh, you know, it could be heavy. I referenced five people you meet in heaven, which was to me, it was a very heavy story. Going back to what Big said as well, it's always nice um, to have a director that is secure enough to sit back and say, okay, run it through how you want to, how you're thinking, run it through that way and see how it goes. But then again, you don't want, like you said, an, a director that's like, and action. And you're like, wait, you gave me no direction. What, what did you want from me? So I, I think it's a, it's a great balance that um, Bobby, as you refer to him, has done here. Mm-hmm. I think it's. Thank you. I have to ask, Vig knows that I look at the backgrounds. What, what is that painting behind you, Hugo? Oh, this is just an art print that I bought off of like Instagram. I don't even know the name <laughs> of the, the artist, but I just, I like the colors. It just makes me happy. <laughs> Gorgeous. Getting to talk to people like this is like a peek into their, their worlds, not even your lives. It's into your worlds, mm-hmm. um, Florida. And you're calling in from, from where, California? I'm in LA. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's in LA and I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. See? So now I've been to Ohio and California at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming out on digital Friday, September 2nd. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, does the film have a website that people can go to or social medias? Terror Films, just representing and distributing the film. I mean, they put a lot of work in, even with the marketing and the fact that there was a trailer, like I really didn't even know there was a trailer until recently. And then I happened to check the YouTube and saw that the trailer had been out for two months. And I'm like, how did I not know this? Mm-hmm. And I'm well, just showing people at that time. But I, I think that would be the way to go is that uh, terror films would probably be the main yeah. hub for that. Yeah. It's funny that Vic brings up uh, YouTube because when I was going to grab the trailer for when I upload this, somebody made a comment on the YouTube uh, Vig. Because another person had said something, I don't see this as horror. And Vig was like, well, that's because it's not. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wait, you that wrote that so- down in the comment section? Yeah, it, it was. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. So when um, when Amy, also one of the co-stars of the movie, she had posted when uh, Deadline or whoever had posted about Terror acquiring the movie. And when they posted the uh, the trailer on their website. So when I tracked that trailer back, it went back to Terror Films YouTube. So it was hard for me to pull it up. I did a search the other day and it was like two or three other completely separate channels that actually had uploaded the, the trailer to them as well. So of course I'm going through it interested and I'm looking at the, you know, the comments and everything going to, and I think it was the one for Terror, but someone was like, yeah, this doesn't look like a horror movie to which I understood. And I'm like, yeah, that's because it's not. And I said, <laughs> I would know because I'm one of the co-stars. <laughs> <That's what laughs> put. So, you know, it, it, it definitely was, uh, like I said, it was a bit shocking at the fact that they did take that angle because it really makes it seem like, oh man, this is like some horror thriller. And it's, it's so not that. <laughs> It, I would say it's like, so not just that. I mean, there's weird elements. There's trippy elements. I, I wouldn't say that things like drop dead scary though, right? No. I mean, it's just, I definitely think I think is the issue is just, it's just really not horror. Like it's, it's drama. There's a lot of comedy in it. Yeah. There are some things that are very weird in nature and you know, you could almost say it's psychedelic in some instances, but yeah, it's just, it's just not anything that's scary. I wouldn't say. I would say it, it's, it's a supernatural like dramedy. Yeah, that, I would agree yeah. with that. That's fair. 
there's a but yeah. there's a buddy comedy uh, aspect to it too. You know? Oh, absolutely, definitely a buddy slash journey comedy. Yeah. You know, which I mean, it's appealing. We don't even have to settle on a classification because it's such a good film. Oh, it's thank you. Thank you. Alone without these little stupid labels. <laughs> but I think I think it's going to resound with a lot of people. I think um, the message is there, and I think it's it's a super cool concept that's not seen very often i mean you might get like snippets and other types of you know other films or other tv shows it's like kind of but this mr limbo i mean that's it that's its story that's its journey to use the word again yeah i I would agree that um in so many ways bobby was really he was really aiming for the fences in this one because a lot of his other writing is usually very grounded in reality in a lot of those ways and i know that he wanted to try something that if this was going to be his last film he really wanted to give you know his all and really try something outside of the the spectrum of what he normally does so him really doing this and pushing the envelope and trying to get a location that was not you know the atypical you know suburban urban area kind of thing and not anything that was going to be you know boxed into one setting um like I said, he he really just, he, yeah, he tried his all in the sense to really give something that was a little bit different. And um, definitely was happy to be brought on board where it wasn't the atypical thing. Right. Well, he aimed for the fences and I think he, he got a home run, honestly. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Cool. Thank you. And by the way, he's he's doing well health-wise. He's just, he just went to law school. That's why. Oh. Uh, <laughs> That's why Vig was like, oh, it might be his last film. Who, who knows? But he's in law school right now. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's going to be, ooh, that's mm-hmm. going to be, a, yeah. Wow. You know what? Kudos to him. It's, it's, I'm always for people that are, if you, I just, I just screenshot something and I sent it to a friend of mine. Uh, it was a meme. It said something about if you're not happy where you are, change it because life is too short right mm-hmm. that goes for school relationships work so good for him if you if you talk to him tell him i said hello and congratulations on law well yeah i will sure <laughs> uh where can people find you on social media big vigatron 999 v-i-g-a-t-r-o-n 999 that's everything all of my social media Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, which I barely use, <laughs> um, everything, even even my PlayStation Network handle is Vigatron nine nine nine. So um, that, and if you just Google Vigatron, I'm, you know, the second thing that pops up outside of the penis enhancement pills. Nice. <laughs> Are we a Transformers fan? It it is inspired by Transformers. It is not directly related to it, but yes, there is there is a part of that. Actually, what what ended up happening? Long story short, short story shorter. Um, when I was creating my publishing company name way back in the early two thousands, and back then you used to have to send, say, ASCAP or BMI, like a list of five different names that you would want the company to be, and they would you know pick the one that obviously was available. So at the time, there was a um, there was a line from the Transformers the movie the 1986 version where Megatron goes, nobody summons Megatron. So since my rap name at the time used to be Vigilante or Mm -hmm. Vig is what I used to call myself. I said, I wanted it to be nobody summons Megatron. And it was only for that, but it kind of caught on in a way where my friends started jokingly calling me that. And then I ended up changing my name professionally when doing music to Vigatron. So yes, that is the inspiration, but I'm not trying to be a transformer. It's just, it it started Uh off as a, a cool, funny line that ended up becoming a thing like most nicknames 
your friends stick you with them, not really you. Yeah. You're talking to a girl named Pup. So, yeah. You, <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> you have he, a point. Uh, you can find me on social media um, at the Hugo D'Souza. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram mainly and uh, Twitter. It's at the Hugo D'Souza. Yeah. Not to be confused with plain old regular Hugo D'Souza. <laughs> Yeah, that was taken, you know. I had to. Oh. <laughs> well, you had to put the 999 at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he should have done that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up next for you guys? What do you got going on? Uh, for me, I'm just looking to do more acting. Anybody that's out there looking, I am available. I'm starting to work on a few things here locally in Cleveland with some other producers and directors. So, I'll probably be back in the swing of that a little bit, but then also still just really promoting my music. Um, that's really what I'm doing for the most part. So Vigatron.com also is the place to find my entire discography. And um, yeah, just basically doing that, just trying to make that balance between film and music still. That's what I'm doing. Vigatron.com. Well, I know you're in Ohio, but I know a couple uh, filmmakers that are actually based out of Michigan, which was kind of crazy. Hmm. And that's, your next door neighbor a little bit yeah this, this is true this is true between them mm -hmm. and kentucky and uh, there do seem to be some opportunities at times of actually going out there so i guess i just gotta start checking those things of what's available that's right and hugo what's up next for you uh i have another film coming out this year it's called uh, everything in the end uh it's set in iceland um mm -hmm. and uh also you know i have a couple of films coming out next year uh one of them is called Buried Onions uh, that I'm really excited for. Yeah. Yeah. Bar but basically, just acting my friends' films. That's what I'm, that's what I've been doing. Well, you know what? That's awesome because I feel like you know the people that you're working with, which can be bad and it can be good, but it's, you're not going into like unknown territories. Like you both knew um, Bobby before. So you yeah. knew going in how he, how he wrote and, and what you could expect in terms of, you know, direction and dialogue. That's, that's pretty cool. So you said everything in the end is coming out this year and yeah. buried ends. Buried onions. Yeah. 2023. You yeah. guys, it's amazing talking to you. I'm going to go find you on social media so we can talk again. Thank you for joining me and have a wonderful night. Okay. Thank, Thank you. For you too. Thank you for the talk. You're welcome. Vic, go put your shoes away. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think about it. <laughs> I'm going to eat first. <laughs> okay. You guys have a wonderful night. Thank you. You too. Thank nice you. Meeting. You too. See you, Hugo.